Southern Soul Livestream is a weekly talk show and music hangout where the hosts learn your name and just might remind you of a favorite relative. We spotlight fascinating people, discuss current events, and pay special attention to lifting up generations. So if you want to know more, learn more, be more, or just be, Southern Soul Livestream is the place for you. Join us every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Just log on, kick back, and experience the eclectic vibe. Check us out at soullivestream.com. So, Dr. Carrie Hill, thank you for being here today. I saw the title and Katie recommended that you would be here. And I got so excited because, as you see, we have our teens, uh, preteens here. In addition, that we have Donald, he's going to be speaking later about his genius summer camp and in addition to your spotlight is to balance it out we've had tons of parents asking us hey how do we be safe how do we empower these the these young bright people who really really want to do you know various things that includes technology and computers and social media but how do we stay safe so i'm grateful and thankful for you to hear be here today and i'm going to start by reading your bio if you don't mind just to introduce people and let them know who you are. And I think next, if you wanna say anything and um, turn on your presentation, then that'd be a great transition. What do you think? Awesome, awesome. And I think you're still muted just in case. So let me um, tell people about you. Carrie Hill serves as Senior Director of School-Based Initiatives for the Georgia Campaign for Adolescent Power and Potential. Dr. McDonald Hill has a deep commitment to improving adolescent health and reducing health disparities as demonstrated by more than 20 years of experience researching, developing, implementing, and evaluating adolescent health initiatives. Prior to GCAP, Dr. McDonald Hill served as assistant professor in the Department of Health Promotion and Physical Education at Kennesaw State University. She also served as Vice President, Director of Programs at the Center for Black Women's Wellness and Healthcare Science and Technology Teacher for Atlanta's Henry W. Grady High School. Thank you, Dr. Carrie Hill for being here. Thank you so much for having me. First of all, starting off with that icebreaker, I'm really not sure how I feel right now. <laughs> so I appreciate hearing my bio. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm, I'm back to the confidence is back, but boy, go young people. That was awesome to see your responses to those questions. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing from you a little bit later. Um, as you mentioned, Calvin, I am with the Georgia Campaign for Adolescent Power and Potential. Absolutely love the organization. We've been around for over 25 years, and I have a presentation and starts with a few slides about GCAT, so I can tell you a little bit more about it in one moment. All right, I am hoping everyone can see these slides, and how do I get it on presentation mode? <laughs> The lower right um, of your it, PowerPoint, yeah. It's blocked right now with- Look like a movie screen. Okay, now I moved it. All right, there we go. 
You can yeah. click uh, right next to where it says your name. <laughs> the young people, I know you're the ones to tell me. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, so as I mentioned, we've been in existence for over 25 years. So we started in 1995 when Georgia had the highest teen birth rate in the country. And since then we have drastically reduced the teen birth rate um, with the help of several partners throughout the state of Georgia. In 2012, we changed our name from Georgia Campaign for Adolescent Pregnancy Prevention to Georgia Campaign for Adolescent Power and Potential and started looking at the whole child. So we still do work with teen pregnancy prevention, but we also look at physically active, physical activity and nutrition. We look at um, these five focus areas, parent engagement, teen pregnancy prevention, as I mentioned, youth empowerment. So this is what we do. Now, we have a very ambitious goal of serving over 360,000 young people across 80 counties within the next few years. So this is our impact 2025 goal. If this is protectyoungeyes.com and you'll see here um, that they will review different apps, videos, so I can click on, say, Among Us, and it will give me details on what Among Us is. And as we talked about earlier, it's a great opportunity for connection. Um, it tells you what age it's appropriate for and just goes into details about what parents need to know. Um, and as you see from the previous screen, there are a number of different apps that are rated that you can get this type of information on. So before you hit download in the app store or the play store, you can learn more about the accessibility and the uses of these different apps. Now, parental controls. So Donna, we were just talking about TikTok parental controls. You click on that link above parental controls apps. This is in alphabetical order. So we'll go to TikTok. Sorry about this scrolling so quickly. And this is where it shows you about how to set up those parental awesome. restrictions. So the passcodes, all of that is here. Similarly, common sense media review what your kids um, are into before they get into it. So common mm -hmm. sense media will rate books. So let you know about age appropriate books. They'll rate apps and games. Um, a number of different things we can review um, through Common Sense Media. And again, these are just free sites. Awesome. These are awesome resources. And Tamika, did you get those links so we can put them in the chat? And I can absolutely, when I'm yes. finished, put, put them in the chat as well. Okay. Okay. Um, Bark is another um, similar resource as well. But with them, there is a fee attached to it. So I would say start off with the, the first two that I mentioned. Okay. And then GCAP has a parent toolkit. So if you go on to our website, gcap.org, you click on parent toolkit, it'll take you to this page. I'm going to click on strategies to mitigate social media anxiety. And you see that there are tips. So, you know, we, when we talk about limiting screen time, you know, the, the encouragement is for us to have conversations with our kids about 
you know, the boundaries that we want to set. So instead of saying, I'm taking your phone away and, and you know, we just, we talk about, you know, some of the negatives and positives, the irresponsible and versus responsible use. And we come up with something mutually so that we're building trust, we're building negotiation, we're, we're, we're coming up with something that we feel comfortable sticking to. So that is an example of um, one of the resources in the parent toolkit. But this parent toolkit actually has, it covers a number of different topics. So please, 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 please download this um, and feel free to, to, to view these at any point. Again, gcap.org um, yeah. is the site and this is the parent toolkit. I'm going to stop right there because I think I've taken up too much time. <laughs> I'm sorry if I've gone over time. But um, my contact is right here. And I thank you all so much for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Dr. Carrie Hill, thank you so much. You know, I love that GCAP website. I had a chance to kind of preview it. And you guys cover so many topics there. And I thank you for being here because I literally had multiple parents reach out to me asking these questions that are really hard to answer, right? Because it's always changing every day and there's so much going on. So thank you for being here. Thank you for giving us an overview. And we definitely have to have you back. Katie, we got to have Dr. Carrie Hill back because I know that they have so much information. Thank you for getting us started on the topic of how we can be safe with social media and giving us resources that we can go to and keep up with this stuff as it changes. It feels like almost daily. And Calvin, I, I apologize if I can add just quickly that we have mm -hmm. several webinars that we've done over the past year on a number of different topics with digital safety being one of them. And those webinars are recorded and can be viewed on the website. So that's, you know, another opportunity for you to hear from our experts on digital safety tips. Awesome. Awesome. I'll definitely recommend that to friends and family that those mm -hmm. have been recorded and we will be able to get access to it. Thank you very much. Hey, what's up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So have you started school yet? Yes, I have. Oh, yeah? So um, what grade are you in? Six. So what's going on with a sixth grader? I mean, what's your favorite subject? I mean, I mean, what are you getting into? You playing football? I mean, what do sixth graders do? Uh, no, I play basketball. Uh, oh. I also like track and field. And sixth grade, it, it's much harder than elementary school. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? yeah so there's a lot of walking. A lot of walking? Yes. <laughs> that sounds that, that sounds exciting. And I'm sure there's a story behind it. You know, it's been a couple months ago since you were first on the show. And I just thank you because we were talking about the gaps to um, co college success. And you found that story very interesting. Do you remember being here like a, a couple months ago? Yes, I do. Yeah. So, so, so thank you for being here. I mean, you, you said something that you know, I don't remember what you said, but I know a lot of adults, we were just like almost in tears because we were like, ah, you know, because, you know, you do this work, but it's awesome to know somebody like you appreciate it. But let's get into a question. I got this question your mom sent to me and, you know, tell me this. What do you why do you think it's important for children to think about entrepreneurship? Well, I think it's important for them to think about entrepreneurship. So uh, in the future, they can be wealthy. Uh, 
or if they don't get a scholarship to go to college, they can pay for college with the money that they made for entrepreneurship. And just working, like working for someone like, say, for example, being a cashier. Um, say, for example, being a cashier, you, you don't make a lot of money off of this. But with starting your own business, you might make much more money than a cashier would. But you have to start off with the little steps. Awesome. Awesome. So do you have any like hobbies or things that you love to do that you're thinking about turning into maybe a business or entrepreneurship? Yes, I do. Um, I like making t-shirts, okay. like gaming t-shirts or new trending t-shirts or t-shirts with inspirational quotes. Oh, inspirational quotes. You have some favorites you want to share with us? Uh. I guess, yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm wondering because, you know, I, I love T-shirts, right? And I love T-shirts with quotes. I, I tend to like funny quotes, though. Will your shirts be funny also? Uh, yes, they can. They <laughs> you said that they can. Okay. Yes, so if you could get some shirts that are funny, then I'll definitely support you there. So tell me this, you know, why do you think it's important for children and adults to learn about various cultures and languages as they're thinking about starting and running their own business. Do you think that's important? Like, what are your thoughts? Yes, uh, actually, that is very important because that is, this is, speaking a different language is important by itself. Hmm. Say, for example, if you go to a different country and uh, they speak a different language, maybe you wanna learn that language. But it's important to start at a young age because your mind is still developing and you'll keep the language in your mind. But it's very important to uh, know a language, just not English, while starting a business. Because, say, for example, you want to go to a different country or a different continent and sell your uh, product they won't know what you're saying most likely and you won't know what they're saying say for example africa uh most of the countries in africa speak french hmm. uh, i also speak french myself you speak french wow I, I didn't know that i mean i wish i spoke french but I, I don't maybe you can like share a little bit with us i mean how do i say hello in french I think you muted. Bonjour. Oh, bonjour. How do I say, um, uh, I'm hungry, I want to eat, like with a Texas accent? Uh, that, that was a <laughs> trick. I'm sorry. Donne-moi une baffe. Je peux très triste. Awesome. This is awesome. How many years have you been studying French? I want to say five. Five? That is yeah. awesome. So do you think you may sell some of your products, you know, over in France? Uh, France, yes. Uh, some Sometimes maybe in Ghana. Oh. I want to go know, to Africa uh, uh, soon, so. Okay, so you, you haven't been yet, but it seems like you plan to travel. No, but I've been to France. Oh, but you have been to France. Okay, this is pretty awesome. Well, you know, I am excited that you were here with us tonight, sharing your perspective about entrepreneurship, 
I am going to be looking for your t-shirts and the cool things that you have on your t-shirts. And if, definitely if you have some that are funny, I'm definitely going to buy those. After all, you know, you know, I got on the cool shirt now. It's not funny, but maybe, you know, you can talk to your mom about designing some shirts for Southern Soul. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll have okay. that in mind. Okay. Well, thank you for being here tonight. I am blessed by your presence. And, you know, do look forward. I want to thank you. We're going to send you that gift. What is it called? The pop lot card or something? Yeah, we're going to send you a pop lot card. <laughs> Wait. Uh you think you can send me a Fortnite gift card? Oh, a different kind of gift card? I'll talk to Katie. I don't know anything about these, but she's like an expert on them. What is it called again? Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Oh, Fortnite. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I, I, that has been added. Katie, I did not know about the Fortnite gift cards. Yes, very important. We'll get you as a Fortnite uh, gift card to add, okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, Keely. Hi. How are you doing, lady? I am doing amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. I mean, you got a lot of questions correct. Like, how many did you get correct? Um... I couldn't keep track. You couldn't keep track, just pretty much a lot. You know, is it true that you got like some surprise today from the grandparents? What did you get today? Um, I got some, I got picked up by them. Oh, okay. I thought they got you something special. I got some shoes. Oh, you got some shoes? Yes. Well, congratulations. Were you like good or something? How'd you get some new shoes? I mean, um, my papa. <laughs> no reasons, just because. Well, you know, I wanted to talk to you tonight because I know in the past you were really kind of hipping me to understanding TikTok, right? And, you know, silly me, right? And, and you told me, you're like, hey, if you have a business, you must have a TikTok. You told me that, right? Tell me, why is that important that for small business entrepreneurs to have TikTok? Okay, so why it's important for small business um, entrepreneurs to have TikTok is because TikTok is a really good platform to grow your business and to start off small and get really big. And so be basically because you can link all of your social medias into your TikTok bio. And also you can sponsor different things and have them up as ads. And when you do that, so like, let's just say so you have a small business ad come up on your For You page, either you can go to you can go to that um, in your settings to find that. So it pops up more recently on people's For You pages, or you can just constantly make videos and you need to use the right hashtags and stuff to get it on for you pages. And TikTok is just really good to grow your business because a lot of people can see it all around the world. Oh, wow. Now, I think you have, you know, started your business. Now, I know you design a few things. I think you do a lot of products. Tell us about your business and the products you create. Okay, so I am, I'm really good with graphic designing. And that's basically um, just working with, instead of like drawing on paper or anything, that's basically computer art, digital art. And um, I make cartoons and I 
do wallpapers with inspirational quotes and um I do wallpapers. I do customized wallpapers and zodiac signs, different types of things, profile pictures. Oh, wow. I mean, which which one is your favorite? Like, do you have one that's more favorite or one that people ask you most about? Uh, my favorite one to usually make is probably my cartoons. Oh, why is that? Um, cartoons because I basically get to dress up my character or imagine how I want her to look, how her hair needs to be done, what shoes she needs to be wearing, her outfit, and her all her accessories. So I get to just dress her up like she's just me as a cartoon version. Awesome. Now, you know, one thing I find interesting about entrepreneurship and, you know, someone like you is that it gives you a chance to do something you really love, right? And you're really fun and you can actually sell it and make money. I mean, during my day, I think it was before my day, it was like, well, we do lemonade stands or something. But, you know, I don't know. Have you ever done a lemonade stand? Maybe? No? Yeah, I think times have changed. So now it's about your graphic art and stuff like that. So tell me, why is entrepreneurship important to you? I know your mom is an entrepreneur, but why is it important to you? So basically what entrepreneurship is important to me is because it gets to show me how I need to plan out my future and basically how if I need to, what what things do good and how many, what things make the most money and make what things make the least amount of money. And if, or if there are any specific jobs that support what I want to do when I get older. Oh, wow. That is a very good lesson understanding the things that are in more demand, as you say, because people want to buy them, and the things that are in less demand. How about with your art or your designs? Have you discovered that people like more things than other, like your grandma, your grandpa, or whatever? Um, so I have not made any wallpapers for my grandparents yet, surprisingly. But oh. things that are in higher demand are usually wallpapers and inspirational quote wallpapers. Oh, why do you think people like the inspirational quotes? Um, so usually people, they have me make an inspirational quote. And, you know, just having an inspirational quote, like let's just say you're opening up your laptop after you had a bad day or something. And just see this quote, remember, you're amazing. That just makes you feel some type of way. It makes you feel good. And it just doesn't make you... It's just reminding you that you're a great person and you are loved and you're just amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much, Keely, for helping us understand entrepreneurship so much better, especially for parents who have children your age. And we may not even know or understand this thing very well. But based on what you told us tonight, I find that it's very important. So I'm definitely going to be focusing on STEM and entrepreneurship more for my son. So thank you for sharing with us. Now, as for the gift card, now is, what is it? The, the Roblox gift Roblox. card or Fortnite? Which one is more important to you? Um, more important to me would be Roblox. Um, Roblox, okay. Okay, so we'll definitely make sure you get that Roblox card. So thank you for being here tonight and look forward to um, some of your latest designs. Donald, man, what do you think about that? I think you're muted. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th these kids, you know, um, young people, I should call them because they're, 
they're beyond the level of what you call kids. Just amazing, you know, um, five years of French already and he's just in sixth grade, I think he was saying. Um, you don't hear that every day. And uh, Keely, I'm not sure what grade uh, she's in, but um, fifth, fourth grade, okay. So, you know, easily speaking like somebody that's 10 grades beyond fourth, you know, with everything she's explaining and the, the knowledge that she has. And, you know, I'm sitting there listening to her talking about TikTok and just thinking, man, I'm, I'm foolish to not have that rolling on my thing. This, you know, I'm just like, oh my goodness. Um, so I'm, I'm crazily impressed by these young people. Um, well, OMG, I had a similar moment. You know, the inspiration for this show was literally, I'm talking to Keely and we're talking about something. And she says, you have a business? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you don't have a TikTok? I'm like, huh? That's literally how she ended up here tonight, right? I'm like, everybody else needs to hear this because I was feeling exactly how you were feeling. Well, people, I want to introduce to you guys Donald Douglas tonight. And Donald is going to talk with us about a topic that I'm calling empowering tweens or preteens with Tim and with, with excuse me, STEM and STEAM. But let me just read um, a quick summary of who he is. Donald Douglas is a Metro Atlanta STEM, STEAM educator with over 20 years of corporate software development experience. He is committee chair of the Douglas County Association of Gifted Children, has served in many other volunteer positions in the county, and also has taught substitute in elementary, middle, and high school. Donald, thank you for being here tonight. Man, I it's been years since I talked to you. You've been busy, man. I didn't know that you've been doing all of this. And, you know, um, is it Douglas County? It's just, yeah. just like your name. I, I didn't want to create a, a slip, but it is Douglas <laughs> County, right? You know, yeah. your sister told me all of the things that you're doing, man. This is awesome, man. Just give people an overview of what you do and uh, about, well, let's start with your genius camp, right? Tell people about your genius camp, what it is and what you do. Okay, so the Genius Camp is a, as you mentioned, it's a STEAM uh, slash STEM camp. And, you know, the, the STEAM is just bringing arts into the whole thing of STEM. So some people just say STEAM, but I kind of like to say both because not everybody knows the word STEAM. But anyhow, a camp that um, basically allows kids to get enrichment uh, towards developing things with uh, science and other technologies. We do robotics, Lego robotics, and we do programming. Um, we use a lot of Scratch because you can. It's a very dynamic language and very uh, has a, a pretty low entry point that can take you very far. And just a lot of um, things that kids don't get all the time in their regular uh, educational models that most of them are in. And so we we try to make the summers um, a good time where they don't kind of get into that summer slide and uh, kind of keep their brains operational and also give them things that they wouldn't otherwise get. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. You know, as I begin to check out your camp and look at your background, I was really excited because I began to just think about the context, right, of some of the things that we're going to be talking about in some coming up shows, such as how COVID has, has affected some of our learning experiences and things like that. I mean, have you had to adjust a pivot, you know, with your camp? You know, because I can only imagine there's been so much going on that, you know, it's still relevant. It's still important. Like, you know, how, how have you adjusted or, you know, it is less about that, but more about how your message remains to be still important, but how you have to, you know, maybe work a little different to get that message out. 
Sure. So yeah, that's a great a great uh, point. So last summer, most summer camps were totally closed down um, mm -hmm. by the government, and mm -hmm. it kind of gave a late a late uh, green flag to get them started up. So most camps didn't do anything last year because you know you need more more, more build up time. But what um, I was able to do um, during that first month when I usually would be having in-person camp was switch to a virtual camp model. And it was the first time I'd done that. I hadn't needed to do it before, but we were able to do that. And that was a, a great thing to do to still be able to get at least some of our content um, out to people who still had a, a desire to get some enrichment for their kids. Um, and we kind of kept that virtual model around for a couple of our classes this past summer as well. And so it's, you definitely need to, as a, as a business, be ready to, to pivot, you know, be ready to switch with, with what's happening with COVID and, and whatever may come along next, you know, God forbid. Well, you know, thank you for that. You know, it's amazing that you were able to do that in 2020, because I know organizations and groups who are still struggling with virtual in 2021. I mean, were you a little nervous up front or we, did you feel like, your technical background help you a little bit? Uh, how did how did it flow for you? Yeah, so definitely a little, um, you know, nervous, I guess could be a good word just because anytime mm -hmm. you put something out um, as a, you know, a small business, so to speak, or whatever, you never know how it's going to be received. And, you know, people, a lot of people purposefully want their kids to be in a camp hands-on. And so I know there were some people that were like, okay, no, I'm not going to do virtual because that's exactly what I don't want my kids to have is more screen time. Um, mm -hmm. But then there were some others who were like, hey, at least we can be doing something and let's get them in. So um, definitely was a little bit of a, you know, unknown out there. But, you know, it, it ended up working good and we at least were able to keep our name out there and keep things rolling. Okay. okay, thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, sorry about that. Zoom is so funny, as you know, that voice of IP, I try not to say anything because it will interrupt you. So <laughs> I try to wait till you're done. Sure. One thing I love about your story is... Um, this question involves nurturing excellence in children. As I begin to think about it, I'm like, you know what? There's a lot in this question. But the cool thing about it is you have four children, Emily, Anna, Vivian, and Anthony. And I've heard that these are regular everyday kids who love to play outside, who love to get dirty, do crazy kid stuff. But also, they also have benefit from your genius summer camp experience and helping them be well-rounded kids. Do you mind sharing with us a few of your secrets, right? Like, how do you, you know, approach this topic of, hey, it's a hard topic sometimes, it's very intimidating for parents, but then it's like you approach it with your children and it seems like maybe they are benefiting from best of two worlds, right? The, the old get dirty outside, but still, you know, comfortable with STEM. What are your thoughts there? Well, let me first, I'll be clear that three out of four kids definitely are, they don't mind getting dirty. Uh, the three <laughs> girls. <laughs> My son, he could stay locked up in his room and be perfectly happy. Um, but, you know, the, the good thing is um, that, again, they, uh, like you said, it's good to not have, because it can be on either side of it. You know, you can have kids that are just like this on the computer 24-7, and other ones who are like, I could care less. So I think we've just been able to have a good mix because part of it's, their nature, but you know, we do some intentional things. I do some intentional things as far as uh, trying to have an environment that's just healthy for them um, to be able to learn here at home, you know, without going into too many parenting tips or anything like that. I think one of the biggest things we as parents can do is just provide a good, stable environment for our kids 
with some good regularity, some, some things that are very consistent. And just so the kids know, you know, where their safe place is and they can feel free to explore either way, you know, and mm-hmm. all of us parents, there's always a work in progress. But, you know, I think there's things that we can do to kind of try to help the process and help our kids to be, um, you know, well, um, I guess just diverse learners. Okay. So definitely um, diverse learning. So you think, um, let's say out of the four, which ones do you think are going to choose a STEM path? Uh, it's hard to say, you know. Um, you think it may be 50-50 or? It, it may be, you know, when they're young, they they say different things they want to be, you know. And so, I mean, my son, he's he probably more than anyone else is, you know, more of the nerdy direction. I wouldn't really call him a nerd, but, you know, he's he's more definitely into the computers and everything else. But, hey, my girls right now, you know, they're, although they may still be watching and listening and disagreeing with whatever I say, you know, um, you know, they love Minecraft and stuff like that, you know, so. Um, you know, I think they're, they're wide open, whatever they're going to do, you know, it can be definitely go either way. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. Uh, lastly, my last question for you, before we kind of get open with some discussion and for the parents are listening, you know, if you have any thoughts or discussion points you would like to share, um, next, what we're going to do is just, you know, open discussion. So questions or anything that, um, you've been kind of holding. So Donald, um, you've worked with, um, the association of gifted children, you know, and the manner in which the organization, you know, bridges between parents, educators, and community organizations. Tell us about that experience there and why it's important to you. Okay, so yeah, it's a great, great question, a great uh, conversation topic, which I won't go into too much, but um, having, having gifted children myself, you know, kids who, you know, excel in school and who kind of show that extra spark, that extra ability to see things a little differently, um, I think if you're a parent like that, and I know, you know, so many, there are so many parents out there like that, you want to see the best for your kids. And so this organization basically does serve as a bridge between the parents and families and the school system. Um, our organization was originally run by the school system as far as the leadership, but then it um, switched out to being just parent led. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I kind of took over the reins. And, you know, so one thing I try and do really good is make it to where it is truly a bridge and not a thing of us against them, because you can just definitely get a lot more done when you're not trying to you know, fight people over different things. But what I've seen is that parents are definitely really concerned that their kids are challenged. You know, um, If you got a really smart kid, you want them to be challenged. And you can see that a lot of things that come their way through the public school system, um, a lot of times just aren't challenging. It's kind of usually designed for, you know, kind of hitting that middle ground that everybody can learn. And I know there's advanced classes and AP when you get into high school and everything else, but um, there definitely is a need. I, I hear it all the time from parents with gifted kids. You know, what can you help us do to get our kids basically more engaged? Because, you know, they, a lot of them will effortlessly make very good grades, whiz through things and just be bored and ready to move on. I mean, I know my son, we changed schools because he was, you know, he got, he just got too many awards, you know, in his fifth grade. I was like, this kid should not be getting this many awards. You know, he needs to have more people around him who are going to be challenging him more. So that's, that's the thing that gifted parents are, are looking at a lot is, you know, how can I get my kid uh, more challenged um, with what they do? So that's a lot of the, what I, what I feel when I'm talking with parents. Awesome. I mean, that's an awesome organization though. Is this um, down in Douglas County only? You said it used to be ran by the school or the district? Yes. Yeah, it was ran by the district. 
Um, there was district people who were in charge of it or, you know, other administrator type people. But yeah, it's in Douglas County. And so it's, um, I'm primary, I'm, you know, pretty much the, the chairperson. And then we also have a, a committee. And so okay. we have to get together and, and work through it. And we're all parents of gifted children that are in the committee. Yeah. Have you seen maybe, you know, nationwide or statewide other organizations similar to this pop up? Because I know um, one challenge I have personally is the part where my son just gets extremely bored mm. and, and, and with boredom could come all kinds of things, trouble yes. and things yes. like that. And, you know, you take good kids, they're just bored because they're not being challenged, as you say. Um, but that sounds like a, a foundational principle and need. Have you seen organizations like this popping up, you know, in other states? Yeah, so there is, and there's a National Association of Gifted Children, NAGC, that's out there. And so some other states have it. Most other states have some kind of organization. Different counties have them at some levels, but it really depends because um, sometimes they come and go just depending on uh, a set of parents that might be more involved that keep it running. And then when that parent, when their kids get out of school, the organization might disappear, you know, kind of like some PTA organizations can do the same thing, kind of the same principle, you know, of, uh, people aging out and someone may or may not take up the reins of the organization, but there is a national organization and I know several states as well have their organizations too. Okay. Well, well definitely that um, is some research that we'll definitely look into. We want to share your website. Um, I don't think we have the link. Do you mind dropping in the chat, a link to your website so we can sure. just follow your group and, you know, um, just kind of keep track of what you guys are doing. I was checking out your website this week. Well designed. Um, I, I liked it. Quite responsive. It looked very well on my tablet and my phone. So, so great job in pulling that together. Thank you. Thank you. And this is the summer camp website. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you have a website also for the other organization? Um, yeah. The other one is a, it has a Facebook page, but it's kind of a closed page. You have to be a member. Yeah. Okay. So it's more of a closed thing. Yeah, no, no worries. We'll take a look at the national organization. Well, Donald, thank you for being here tonight. Um, feel free to hang out. Um, what we're going to do is do some open discussion. So let's go to the chat. Tamika, um, Katie, what do we have? What questions do we have for the audience? It seems like I saw Carrie's name pop up, so she's still here. What questions do we have for Carrie? What questions do we have for Donald? What questions do we have for Ziad? You know, I want to hear what questions we have for Keely. There's a question that um, that was sent directly to me, and they were interested in how the young entrepreneurs started their business. Oh, say the question again. They're interested in how yeah. the entrepreneurs started their business. Yeah. What? How did they get started? Oh, maybe Keely can help with that. Keely, are yeah. you still there? Yes, I'm still here. So how did you first get started in starting, you know, your business? I mean, um, did you just wake up one day and decide you wanted to start it? Like, how did that happen? Um, no, it definitely did not go that way. So actually, um, what happened was um, I had a bracelet business and a lot of like, you know, the animated stickers on like Instagram and stuff and a lot of um, a lot of custom like profile pictures, it really just inspired me to do that. And I already really love doing technology. So it just all came together into being a business. Awesome. Thank you for sharing your inspiration. What other questions we have? We have any questions for Ziat? I, I mean, 
I hope somebody here can speak French because I can't. So I have a question, um, and this is Donald for Donald and Dr. Carrillo. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, since I'm in technology, I think people know that um, I worked in technology my career, but often parents ask me, um, there's a time where kids essentially start hacking, not necessarily hacking, let's just say finding creative ways around some of the parental controls. And I had no idea how many ways there were to get around certain techniques, such as, hey, do you set up, you know, a security on your router? Do you set up security, you know, at your ISP? Hey, one scenario that a parent gave me is her preteen found a old iPod, connected it to the Wi-Fi, and use the old iPod, these were the original iPod, the first ones with Wi-Fi, and use that for text messaging. Go figure. I didn't even know you can do that. But Dr. Carrie Hill, Donald, have you guys ever seen those scenarios? Uh, yeah, definitely. I can say uh, I've seen that. And I know my, actually my kids do have an old iPod that's up in their room right now. And that, hmm, that could be what the function of that is sitting up there, come to think of it. Um, <laughs> the thing has gotten powered up here. So you're probably listening in like, oh, we need to hide that now. But um, yeah, definitely a lot of those devices, you know, kids, kids are creative with everything. Oh my goodness. You know, they can, if there's a way to get around something, they are going to find it. You know, some of it's common knowledge for them. And some of it is, you know, hey, they got the internet. You know, how, how can I get around whatever this issue is? How can I get around the screen time control? You know, I've done some things to, uh, personally to kind of uh, keep some of that from happening, which I can't share because like I said, my kids might be listening in. Yes, but, indeed. Um, <laughs> but they, they find ways around stuff, you know, definitely. Uh, Dr. Hill, I know you can, you can say some more about that. No, I definitely agree with you that there are ways to get around some of these, these things. I mean, sometimes it takes them a while to figure it out <laughs> so we can, you know, buy some time. But, you know, sometimes we need to think about the access that we are giving them. So are we allowing them to view these or use their devices in their rooms with the door closed all the time? Do we take it away before bedtime? Do we say, hey, you know, I want you in the room with me um, and sometimes ask them, hey, what are you watching? You know, so I think it's the dialogue, yes. the, you know, the, having the communication and the relationship building. I think that's what's most important. And, you know, continuing to discuss responsible and irresponsible use, but not in always in that preachy way, you know, it's, it's, and, and also learning to do some things with them. Um, so we know with TikTok, you know, Keely mentioned the businesses, you know, maybe we're doing dances on there, you know, we're, we're just doing things with them. And um, again, the, the dialogue, I think is what's most important. Yes, I Go ahead. Donald. I'm sorry. I just got to say, let me just second that more than anything else, I believe is, is the dialogue and just knowing that you've put stuff into them. Cause the fact of the matter is I was talking to somebody about this the other day. The fact of the matter is you're not going to be standing behind their back 24 seven. You know, they have to know for themselves what is right and what is wrong. And that comes through an open and continual dialogue with them and just 
having trust that goes both ways. You know, you have to give them a measure of trust um, and, you know, they have to reciprocate that to you. And because um, without that trust, um, it doesn't matter what you try to do. It's just not going to go well. Yeah. And, and I love it. Thank you for sharing that because the questions I was getting, I'm like, there's not enough technology in the world. And it's like, whatever you do, it's only a temporary solution. So the trust, the relationship is very important. So thanks for sharing that. So I have a quick question about, you know, children who have sort of multiple, um, they, they have multiple presences on different social media, like they might have a, a fake account or a parent's account on Facebook or on, you know, on, in, on any of the social um, media things. And um, I think about a week ago, I was with my real estate agent when they were trying to find their niece and come to find out that the niece had several different fake profiles and they were trying to find where this girl was and they were looking at her Facebook. And finally, my real estate agent's um, daughter said, that's not her real profile. That's not her real boyfriend. She's got a different profile. So it's this not even, it goes back to that issue of trust and knowing your children and your children being honest with you and things like that. I mean, that's that's a real thing with, with teenagers is that they have multiple accounts and they have fake accounts that they share with their parents too. I didn't mean to shock everybody. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, the, the essence of, of the statement is, I go back to what Donald and Dr. Hill said, relationship mm -hmm. because only thing I've seen is 15 different technologies that you have to keep up with and even that doesn't allow you know the thing that you just mentioned mm -hmm. so there's no civil bullet I guess is the answer that we've seen is that since there's no civil bullet then essentially we're back to the relationship. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us at Southern Soul Livestream Talk Show. Join us weekly at soullivestream.com. If you're joining us live, we'll take a quick music break and then come back for a discussion with the audience.